Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Julio, 215-592-9494. We'll get back to all your phone calls here. Sixers, Maxi, of course, the Phils, red hot right now. Aaron Nolan takes the mound as they try to get three out of four against the Diamondbacks. We'll jump back to that as well. And the uh, Hoop and Harden wheel coming up around 1 o'clock. But right now, let's go out to the guest line here. Kyle Newbeck, Philly Voice, and, of course, the Clap Your Hands podcast with Elliot Shore Parks. Hey, Kyle. Kyle. What's going on, fellas? Kyle, we've been going back and forth all morning long, man. I do not want to trade Tyrese Maxey. If you want to position the trading, would you get ready him to make this team better? It would have to make them considerably better, and I don't know that that kind of move is out there. I'm with you. I think Tyrese is a real building block for this franchise moving forward. I think really the conversation should be more about how much money he's going to get paid on this next extension that's coming down the road. Because I, I think that is probably more on the minds of the Sixers brain trust than, you know, any sort of potential trade that would involve him. Kyle, what is his ceiling? And, and that, that obviously goes hand in hand with the extension, because especially with the new CBA and the NBA, I mean, you really, it's really going to be hard if you have star players or you know, expensive players that don't play like stars. He's just going to be in big trouble. So we know he's going to get a lot of money, Kyle. When you watch Tyrese, and he really has improved a lot since he got drafted, h- how good could he be? I mean, a couple people have, have called him today and, and have had gigantic expectations for his future. I think he's good. He could be very good. Probably some all-star games in his future. Where do you lie on how good Tyrese could end up? Yeah, look, I definitely think he could become an all-star guy, right? He has already become a 20-point-per-game scorer, which that would have seemed pretty crazy given – where he started, where he was drafted at, I think that's a big big accomplishment on its own. He is now one of I, – I don't know that people realize. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA, period. Like, has just become – it's not, hey, he's one of the best young shooters. There are no qualifiers. He is one of the best shooters in the NBA. And really, the next step is just taking more threes. Like, he's that good. And Joel Embiid has said publicly, I want to see him take 10 threes a game. And so if he just ups that volume a little bit, the scoring's going to go up. He could be a 25-point-a-game guy, which that's, that's a huge threshold to cross for an NBA player. And really, his ceiling is going to be determined by how much growth he can make as a playmaker. Because I think we've seen awesome score shooting has gone through the roof since getting to the league, but he's really just kind of a two-guard in a one body. And the question is, can you grow into that? Can you become more of a, a leader of units where you're, you're the guy? Joel Embiid sits on the bench, and you're the one setting the table and playmaking for everybody. So I think that, more than anything else, will determine how good he's going to be moving forward. Well, speaking about that, Kyle, how, like, how, can, how can we get better without getting rid of Tyreek Maxey and, and potentially having James Harden here? So I would say, based on the changes that are being made to the collective bargaining agreement, there are going to be a lot of trades made this summer. And I think Tobias Harris's contract, which in the past I think has been viewed as this negative, potentially toxic asset, I think actually becomes a a big chip in their favor this summer because he's on a big expiring contract. If you want to take the risk and bring on, you know, let's say a couple of role players – who are making decent money into the future, 
I think you could get a couple different and maybe better fitting role players back for Tobias Harris. Or even, let's say, I know Bradley Beal is the big name right now, but I, I don't think the Sixers are interested in him because of how much he's making. But I do think with the you know, $39 million trade ship, the Sixers can move. If there's a team with an unhappy star that is not that valuable at the moment, I think you could flip Tobias, maybe somebody like Melton, maybe some picks, whatever few picks they have down the road, and you might be able to get into the conversation for an impact guy, even if Harden leaves. Let me throw a name at you that, that could fit the bill of kind of what you're talking about. I'm not sure how much of an impact guy he is. It's kind of come down from where it looked like a couple of years ago. What do you think about Zach Levine? Uh, the contract's pretty similar to Tobias, though it's longer, so maybe it would entice the Bulls to just say, yeah, take him. What do you think of Zach Levine, and, and is that the kind of guy that maybe they could get using the Tobias contract? So I like Zach Levine. I don't love him. I will tell you, I've talked to some people. I know the Bulls are – they're talking to a lot of teams right now. I don't know that that necessarily means that they're talking to the Sixers specifically, but the Bulls are, are letting people know that they're open for business and, and guys are going to be on the table. So, you know, certainly Zach Levine has significant scoring upside. My concern bringing him in, and we assume this is in a scenario where Harden leaves and goes to Houston or somewhere else. I just think then you're such an offensively focused team Outside of Joel Embiid, you know, Maxi not much of a defender. Levine, not much of a defender. You are putting a lot of pressure on P.J. Tucker and Joel Embiid to prop up your defense. And P.J. Tucker is pretty dang old. So if those are your two guys that you're asking to be the guys on that end, I, just, I think that ends up being kind of a recipe for disaster. What is your gut feeling on the James Harden situation? Like, if I asked you right now, gut feeling – just right now, is he back, and what does the contract look like? My gut says that he's going to come back because I don't know that there are a lot of options out there for him. I, my suspicion at this point, Joe, is that he's not getting the max money from anybody, I, from people I've talked to locally, from reporters that I trust in other markets that are covering you know, Houston and these other teams that might be interested. I don't see him getting the giant offer that he wants. So then it just becomes, do you want to win or do you want to be the guy somewhere? And I do think in his heart of hearts, James Harden wants to win. So then we're talking about, hey, maybe James is back on a, a two-plus-one deal. Maybe he's making similar money to what he made last season, where you know the message coming out of that was James sacrificed and James took less money so that they could add different guys to the roster. I don't think it's that unreasonable to think, that salary number in that $35 million to $40 million range could be his range this offseason. Now, I don't know if James Harden agrees with that assessment yet, and we'll see when it all plays out. But I think that's the message that he's probably getting from teams right now, that we like you, we might even really like you, but we don't love you enough that under this new CBA we're going to give you a max deal. Kyle, for our audience, it's been brought up a lot the last couple of days, especially when Beal came up or any of these guys come up. The new CBA, can you try to, as best you can, explain why it's what's changed and why it's going to you know, limit how much teams can actually, how, how many star players and like expensive players they can have at once, which obviously impacts the Sixers now and how much they you know, pay Maxi in the future? Yeah, I'll try to do it without putting your audience to sleep. Thank so, you, yes. Essentially, there's now a second tax line, an apron line, that if you cross that, 
there are more restrictions and penalties that are put on your team. So for example, you can't use the smaller mid-level exception, which for teams that are contending, that's often one of their only ways to get a, a good, solid veteran player on the team. You're going to lose access to that entirely if you go into the second apron. You won't be able to send teams cash in trades. So this year, a great example, the Sixers don't have a second-round pick currently. I know they're actively trying to get into there and maybe get a draft asset this year. They're not going to be able in the future to buy those picks, to send cash to another team if they're over that second apron. So that, you know, if you don't, if you've traded picks away, but you want to get back into the draft, your options are going to be restricted. You're also not going to be able to aggregate or combine salaries. So if you wanted to take two role players who are making less money and combine that to trade them along with other picks and things for a star player making a lot of money, you're not going to be able to do that either. So essentially what the NBA is saying is they want you to make really hard choices with your team. Like, okay, you drafted two stars or you developed two stars and they're your max guys. That's great. Now you have to make really tough decisions with all your role players. Is this guy worth $20 million, $25 million, whatever it is. And so I think there's going to be a lot of parity, even more so than we've had in recent years. I mean, this is the most parity the league has had maybe ever, but certainly in a long time. And you're just getting hit over the head with all of these. You can't do this. Yeah, first time since 77 through 81, five years, five different champs. So maybe maybe that kind of stuff continues here with, with all these new rules. Kyle, we really appreciate you hopping on, and we'll be listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast with you and Elliot. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Good man. There he goes, Kyle Newbeck.